0: Oh man, what if we did an ASMR podcast?
1: <laughs> Can we? You talk really, really soft. Welcome to the Ad Oil Podcast. <laughs> Alright, enough butt talk. <laughs>
0: Never enough butt talk. Hey everyone. I uh, just wanted to provide a little content warning or trigger warning for the subject matter in the in the, the next the next part of this discussion. Um we do discuss things like eating disorders and body dysmorphia and uh, things like that. So if that's something that may trigger uh, some sort of reaction from you, I would um, just wanted to give a heads up before uh, getting too much further into this episode. Um, and as always, if you're struggling going through anything, um, we uh, we as a podcast, Always condone um, getting the help you need in situations like that. Thanks. Okay. <clears throat> All right. We are back in the studio for another episode of Ad Oil Podcast. But before I introduce our guest for this episode, I have a few announcements about the format of the podcast and, and you know, things that are going on within the podcast. Um, So, I very subtly announced this with the last episode with Tamiyama, but that was the end of season one. For the record, the seasons are completely arbitrary. They mean nothing, but I I figured I would make each season ten episodes. And for season two, I'm changing it up a little bit. The people spoke, and I listen, because I'm a man of the people, and I'm going to be bringing on a co-host of the podcast. She's sitting right next to me. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <Woo>.
0: <laughs> Welcome to uh, her name is Olivia. Hi. And um, she's a super cool chick.
1: <laughs> All right.
0: I have like a beard hair in my mouth. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you guys don't know about the struggle. A flavored beard? No. no. No, 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 a beard. A beard <laughs> hair. A
2: beard hair. I'm
0: saying y'all don't know the struggle because neither of you have beards. A
1: beard.
2: <laughs> i just like. Oh. Mm,
0: no, 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 a beard. Got a beard in my mouth. Okay. So without further ado, we'll bring on our guest this week. She is the, baron of bo- the Baroness of Body Positivity, Boss Woo! Babe of Bergen, wow. Sultan of Self Love, Miss Curvasion herself, Bertha, how's it going?
2: <laughs> Pretty good, always feeling awkward when people introduce me, <laughs> a lot going on. Well,
0: <laughs> hopefully that one wasn't too awkward. Um, and uh, yeah, so how, how, how are you doing today?
2: Pretty chill, thank you. Um, <laughs> feeling good because um, you know the COVID—it's getting better.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hoping, hoping things turn out mm-hmm. better. Yeah. Things are like looking up, looking, looking at, cautiously optimistic at the moment.
2: We're
0: not chasing this. No, I'm <laughs> knocking on wood right now.
2: Just waiting for the clubs to reopen. Hell yeah. Yeah.
0: Hell yeah. So, um, like I said, you are the you are the Baroness of body positivity. <laughs> Um, that is one thing you do Um, what are some other things you do why why don't you start with like a like a a quick intro intro. from you
2: Um, yeah identity is always a topic for me to talk about because I don't know my identity most of the time Uh, but so I have split personalities Um, me myself as Bertha also a co-founder of curvation.com which is the website and platform for body positivity and also a plus size um, fashion platform um, mm-hmm. resources providing for the ones in need and then i just started something new called drastic social uh, which is the crossover with per by mean club cool so time. that yes. i can talk about um, all things that is non-body positive, or you know, anything that doesn't really fit into the that box. So then sort I of will talk about them.
0: Sort of focusing on like the intersectionality, where it's like not just about body positivity, mm-hmm. other aspects of yeah, of there are a lot social of social issues. Yes. Like yeah, mm-hmm. it,
2: it's, it's also just to have a place where I can put everything together so that it's easier to find out oh say I'm in Hong Kong I want to know about the creatives I want to know who are the artists that Mm -hmm. I can work with or what are the events I can go to so that I can listen to certain topics that's where it's all. oh
0: yeah I saw I saw the drastic social reposted my homies new album so I appreciate the support (laughs) (laughs) shout out to Habitat that's that's the guys right there okay so so you said uh, when you're in Hong Kong um, and you 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 live elsewhere as well
2: Mm, yeah I was supposed to move out of Hong Kong last year um, and I moved to Bergen but then I Bergen, came back for Bergen in Norway yeah. <laughs> um, but I came back for Chinese New Year and then I'm stuck here now you're stuck yeah you but leave. it's a good stuck, you know it's uh, once I came back I met so many people I, I think I met you yeah yeah definitely as well yeah
0: yeah Hong Kong yeah. Will just suck you in man it's, <laughs> mm-hmm. Black hole, yeah. Um, but you, you did grow up here, yeah. Yes. And and um, what was that like for you, like just in general?
2: Oh. Um, growing up kind of sucked in Hong Kong because oh. <laughs> for. So I, I went to a local school, um, I, I'm a high school dropout by the way, so I went to a local school and in primary school, um, but I think it was more westernized than any other local school I know. It's like... Was it like the, the ESF? No, it's be- before the ESF, it's the really nice um, schools like St. Paul, oh, okay, you know, yeah. all those like, they're like higher consider, end.
1: They're like considered to be like tier one kind of school Mm -hmm. Mm Okay. yeah and so in hong kong there's like tier one two and three what they call band one Mm -hmm. two and three yeah oh wasn't
0: there a joke about cops going to uh band three or whatever (laughs) probably yes yeah Yeah, so i
1: think it's different way it's still the same system but Mm -hmm. i guess the educational effort in terms of resources just a bit different yeah so you're like St. Paul's pretty famous, like top Yeah, team. yeah, yeah. Wow. I went <laughs>
2: to a really good school in primary school, and um, I would say a lot of my schoolmates, they were quite privileged. Mm. Um, yeah, so they're, you know, they're exposed to Western culture since they were young. They have yeah. friends that go to international, international schools, schools yeah. all that. And, and I was, you know, open up to that world by them. And then when I went to a f- even more local high school, um, I was like, I hate my life. I wanted that life, but I never study, so I hated school. And so, yeah, I didn't get that. But then, in my school, I discovered the orchestra. You know, the school in, band in high school. In high school yeah. Oh. You know? oh. yeah!
0: I played cello too. Yeah. I, I talked played. about that on other, <laughs> other podcasts. Yeah.
2: I played. Uh, I played drums, yes. and That's so um, cool. yeah, and I. I actually never really mentioned it too much, but uh, one of my uh, schoolmates was the uh, is the vocal, the lead of Chao Hong. Chiu, Chiu Hong. Oh,
1: wow. Jen. Yeah, yeah I, so I have heard about the band, but yeah, yeah that's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah,
2: and he was the one who like brought me into the music world actually. Nice. Yeah. Wait, what did you
0: say you were going to What did you What did I you play? I play
1: flute. Sick.
2: <laughs> yeah, we should start a band like the three
0: of us.
1: A flute and a cello and a drum. <laughs> yeah.
0: Bertha Bertha oh. and the Ad Oils. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay. Anyway, but yeah, so.
2: with with that, in you know, knowing more than just the local culture, mm. it it opened up my world. But then at the same time, I feel so stuck. I felt really stuck in that world as well.
0: It's like you. It's like you. You were kind of like show. You, you were like.
1: Sh-
0: they showed you what it could have been like mm-hmm. and then you went back to the other school then yes. you're like damn now I now I like I like realize how shitty this is mm. it's like a teaser yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> it, it was like subscription button. yeah it's <laughs> like, <'cause> like oh <laughs> you,
2: you want to know how the rich people live this is what it looks like and oh. then I fall back into <laughs> the normal people place yeah. and then but but that's why I was mentioning all these like, music that I, I mm. discover they help me get out of that situation Um, but also yet like open up even further um, the Western culture, for example, all the music that I was listening to. What kind of what kind um, of music were you listening to? I mainly listened to rock back then. Yeah, so. I was in a few bands as well. Oh. Yeah. So. Were um, any of them
0: called Bertha and the Ad Oils? No. <laughs> okay. So <laughs>
2: the name's still out there. The na- we could still do it. No, they they were just playing. I was just playing. I I was joining other people's band. You know, singing and doing something. It, it, yeah, it was never really mine. Um, but I feel like because of all the lyrics, the music that I was listening to, I was really curious about what it's like to live in the West. Mm-hmm, and uh, mm-hmm. at one point, um, I, I lived in Aberdeen, mm-hmm. and um, there is this teenage club that is called The Warehouse. Yep, um, mm-hmm. in that was on Aberdeen. the notes. <laughs> I was gonna ask you yeah, about that. Yeah, um, the, uh, the Warehouse was awesome. I met so many people there, and, and um, at one point they were doing a lot of shows. Um, and exactly there, the ESF kids, international school kids. There were a lot of punk bands back then. Um, and also um, uh, Ritz from King Lai Chi was there. Yeah, so I, I wanna I say know, yeah,
1: maybe we could have been in the same venue at one point when we yeah, were really I'm sure. really young. Yeah, probably yeah. That was like I had a very similar story to you, like in mm-hmm. high school where I discovered like
3: punk music, band yeah.
1: and, but I went into a more like dark heavy metal mm-hmm. side and it was you know Hardcore. in warehouse there was, like mosh pit and everything mm-hmm. but I was like in that back then that community was so solid like now it's like very different but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I'm feel mm-hmm. what you're saying I was right now Actually,
2: like <laughs> recording a lot of things back then already I, I used my dad's video recorder, I did interviews with people, I, I talk wow. about, like it kind of, now I realize I was kind of born to do things like this, but yeah, I only realized that. Um, but at, but the, at the time you were just naturally like, I want to like create, yeah. it,
0: it wasn't even called this at the time, but you were creating content.
2: Mm-hmm, yes. I was, I was going around with my video recorder asking people, how do you express yourself? What? Why do you think it's so important to express yourself? You <laughs> do you know? remember
0: any funny answers you got to any of those?
2: Yes. One one guy, so there's this band called All You Can Eat. It's from the U.S. They came to the warehouse for a show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was so young. I was like 15 years old, and they were already adults. So I asked them, so how do you express yourself? One of the guys was like, I smoke a lot. And I'm like... <laughs> I didn't know what it meant, you know?
1: Were you thinking like cigarettes? Yeah, yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that was one of those things. And, yeah, to talking to a kid about it. Anyway. um,
1: The PG-13. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I was just smoking, Mm -hmm. feeling all sort of creativity and inspiration. I wouldn't know, (laughs) so.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, but yeah, the warehouse was really cool. They they had a skate room. There were constantly shows going on. I'm I yeah. So at the same yeah, time, I recorded a lot of things, including the Hong Kong A 52 um, the the shop BFD. Brian's. I'm not sure if you heard of that shop before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Brian from A 52 uh, had a shop with um, with another few guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, they call that. Shop BFD. If you look big it up, big fucking deal. Yes. is that what it stood for? <laughs> yes, Sick. yeah. It it was the first skateboarding shop in Hong Kong. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brian's Back like then. a skating OG. Yeah, they they are really OGs of Hong Kong. Nice. And <laughs> so so
0: did the warehouse kind of like like expose you to even more of these different types of cultures and subcultures and stuff. And and like, if so, what it, where did you go from there?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, because you know, I first, you know, in in my in person watching all these shows, uh, for for them to bring in different artists from different countries into Hong Kong, and also a bunch of all all these kids from different places, you know, in the international school. I feel like they probably like the first generation of Hong Kong Um, because their their parents are the expats that come in, right? And so they were born in Hong Kong and studying in Hong Kong. And they, they, I guess at one point, they were still living outside of Hong Kong and they brought in all the cultures of of, of, what they love doing into Hong Kong. So I'm like, why don't we have things like this in Hong Kong? Why aren't there more things like this in Hong Kong? And so... I, I just got really angry because of my, my own environment, you know? Um, yeah, I, I started going, that's what I'm saying. I started going into bands, doing everything that I could to, you know, make my, make use of my creativity. Uh Yeah
1: it was also tricky because back then like there wasn't like a Cantonese rock band like that genre Mm -hmm. is quite westernized whereas in like Hong Kong it's still very like canto pop Mm -hmm. kind of thing so you really couldn't find something in between like on the spectrum kind of thing Mm
2: -hmm. yeah I I think only recently in the past five years I started realizing all these really great local bands in Hong Kong maybe they were there too before but there was no platform talking about them mm-hmm. yeah you maybe you can see newspaper or um, some radio DJs talks about these yeah. things but there is never really a place putting everything together
0: I think yeah. social media helps with that too mm-hmm. Currently, but.
2: but I feel like still with social media say everyone's on IG mm. but for you to be able to find everyone it's impossible yeah. right like if that's why I was saying oh you know for me to open to to start drastic social is also because I want a place a, a platform where you can actually find everyone you know having people putting in the resources talking about all the genres all the artists yeah all the creatives. one thing I've noticed is there's
0: it's still highly segregated between English speakers and like Hong Kong locals yeah and um, that's that's kind of frustrating for me um, yeah,
2: yeah, it's really I think the language barrier is a huge problem. Um, I notice and trying to really figure out why it's also I, I feel like it's because um, there is a very negative connotation in Cantonese language, which, mm. you know, like how I'm not sure if whoever is listening to this, if you think about how your family talk to you, right, they probably say a lot of shit to you in your face and like just uh, like body positivity when people talk about body image it's it's just only negative body image in hong kong unless you're this one particular type of beauty standard that you can fit into so
1: i think negative reinforcement is such a big way of communicating as like not just chinese maybe like asian like positive like positive reinforcement or even just like oh you look so cute today oh that looks so <laughs> good on you like even just simple like i love you or hugging like it's not very common and i think just add on to what you're saying like maybe between the two culture that might be different is people in school don't learn how to communicate that way either mm-hmm. like in a normal conversation sense yeah where they learn it's very just for english for getting into exam so it's even wow. harder to translate cantonese <laughs> like, to English, that's translating Cantonese to English because it would come off like wrong sometimes, mm. and it'd be like, oh, but it's, like, no offense, like it's not any intention of hurting somebody, but it'd be like, oops, sorry.
2: It's <laughs> like when uh, if you met some local friends and they they greet you by telling you, hey, you look like you're getting fat, right?
0: That's happened to me before
2: yeah so it's it's also (laughs) right tell us about (laughs) your story
0: so so most most people who know me know that I like always have a beard right Um, and recently I shaved it not that recently but like maybe a month or two ago probably two months ago and um, one of the reasons I have my beard is because like I'm like insecure (laughs) about my jawline real talk is and like I feel like I look way chubbier when I ha when I don't have any facial hair, um, and uh, I was at the skate park one day, and someone didn't recognize me, cause it was right after I shaved my beard,
3: <laughs> and
0: and I was like, bro, I've skated with you before, and he's like, no, I've never met you, and I was like, no, 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 I, I've one hundred percent have skated with you before. Your no. name's, I like knew his name and everything, and he's like, and he was like oh, oh, I remember you. You're super fat now. Oh my God. I was like, and then it, he's a local guy and he, he realized he wasn't supposed to say that. And then he was like, Oh, just kidding. And then skated away. I was like, You weren't <laughs> fucking kidding, dude. It, oh like god. that even made it worse. <laughs> to be like, just kidding. That wasn't a joke. You were serious, but whatever, dude, it's cool. And then I was just kinda like, Yeah, it it's my beard probably, but yeah, okay. Oh
3: my god.
2: <laughs> the funny part I was laughing about is that he's just skated away. Well, yeah. It's like, just kidding. Skate away. Yeah. It's like well, he, avoiding I prob- I think your awkward that, yeah, silence. Yeah. It's
1: just like, all right, <laughs> just slide out of the scene. I I feel like I'm maybe way better
0: at skating than him, anyway. So <laughs> whatever.
1: You can catch up as my, my
0: my chubby <laughs> ass can still skate way better than him.
2: I think uh, when he realized he shouldn't have said that, it's it's more about oh, I actually don't know this person, or he saw the. Uh, The face on you, right? Like the disappointment on your face. So they're like, "Oh shit, I shouldn't have said that," (laughs) and they just skate away. So you you would
0: you think you would attribute a lot of the segregation of like the like creative scenes, but but to that sort of harsh Cantonese, like the like. Do you think that English speakers think that Cantonese come off? They're like people, like more local people, come off as like rude sometimes, or like.
2: I think like at yeah certain mm. level yes okay. um, but I also feel like I I feel like personally think the locals they're very shy mm. and they also have this mindset of thinking oh yeah they don't understand us anyway they yeah. don't know what we're going through you don't live with your parents you tell me you make fun of me when I tell you I live at home, you know? Things like that, you know. Yeah. And I like mean, it's, a lot I, think, of I think a lot of I think a lot of
0: non-Hong Kong local people understand why or like mm. understand that part. But who knows? But anyway, I mean, I I was getting really into that. But let's move on to body positivity because that is something. You're kind of like a body positive advocate. Mm. And do you think that like the that sort of mentality about like criticizing someone's looks played into that like growing up around
2: that culture and then like kind of wanting to just like embrace who you are oh yeah i mean so the the main point of me trying to be an advocate is because i feel like if i wasn't growing up in such an environment i probably would have thrived a long long time ago instead of spending my whole 20s criticizing myself just like how i'm being criticized you know mm. i spend so much energy focusing a lot of, of my you know day thinking about oh i wish i were slimmer i wish i were better looking i wish people would just like me better oh i know how because they've been telling me i'm fat if i were thin everything would be solved you know so like this contributes so much to the body image issues and so that's why body positivity is so important to to talk about and so people understand your body is just a part of you it's it's you know you but we also have to talk about all the points and why we get there to to make sure people can learn from the mistakes or or the things that i have been through so yeah
1: i think it doesn't help that in hong kong like a lot of people don't talk about looks beside that comments, but no one actually teaches you, you know, how to actually like take care of yourself or even like diet wise or anything like that. They mm. would just be like, like my parents when I came back from US would be like, "Wow, like don't go any wider than this, don't go any wider than that," and I'm just like, "How?" <laughs> oh, she touched my face. She was like, "Don't go wider than this." I'm like, "Okay."
0: <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, like, also, yeah, skinny doesn't necessarily imply healthy. So it's yeah, like yeah that that's sort also of a like stigma. Focus yeah. on that isn't necessarily, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm,
1: there, are, mm, nobody get offers help to yeah. you know like there could be like many times you could think that if you keep shaming people for their body, people would choose you know not as healthy approach like you know anorexic, you know bulimia, mm, yeah, different yeah. things like that. But they're not really taught. In like a local curriculum, mm. that when you face certain criticism like that, okay, how do you process this? How do you not let this affect you? Yet people, I think it's also people don't know how to reject. But like, hey, it's not okay because you know they don't come from like exactly like a mean place. They just don't know what else to mm-hmm. say mm-hmm. and. Yeah, I, I can. It's it's definitely tough. I think in Hong Kong, dealing with the body image. We got a fry delivery. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> 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 All right. Do you guys
0: want some fries? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I I just ate, um, but I'll share if yeah. you, if you wanna.
1: Yeah, some fries. I'll pass. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. Now. Go, you yeah. Go <laughs> ahead. You go <laughs> <laughs> ahead. I <I'll So laughs> have
0: your leftovers. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. So going
2: me. going back to that, um, <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of different things in in Asia culture that we do without really thinking is a problem or not. Um, I feel like a lot has to do with the class that we're, you know, classism. Um, How it's, for example, if we talk about skin tone, it doesn't necessarily have to be just about body fat or sizes Mm -hmm. but it could be skin tone in Asia if you have fairer skin tone you're automatically somebody who's richer Mm. right who has more money whatsoever it's it's also just stigma right and um, so people will automatically tell you your parents especially oh make sure you don't get suntan you don't Mm -hmm. want to look like a, you know I don't want to slur you know I I hate it um, but There's so many, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Because
2: being fat is also a stigma to think, oh, fat equals lazy, equals not doing anything, Um, equals not trying hard enough to lose weight. Not to think, oh, there must be some problem that this person grow up fat. Maybe it's hormones. Or maybe they were neglected as a child maybe they were never taught about having a balanced diet you know
0: I mean yeah exactly you never know what an individual person's going through you walk down yeah walking down the street see them like
2: yeah you can never judge somebody by their appearance so yeah it's it's crazy how I mean I until now I'm still talking about all the very um, it's not very in depth to how we can create self-love we can we can Mm -hmm. you know destigmatize all these things that we've been talking about because just because they're it's so ingrained into the mind that fat is equal lazy unhealthy dark means you're you're poor and all that you know yeah
1: i think it's crazy different standard of beauty now is definitely a lot larger like there's more varieties of what is considered beautiful but i remember back then when you have a slightly bigger body and you can't find clothes that fit you mm-hmm. because cl- Hong Kong people really like Japanese clothes and their size are not that <laughs> friendly and I remember trying on a clothes and I'm just like my mom's like why can't you zip it why can't you zip I'm just like I, can't, I just can't I don't know why I just it can't zip. <laughs> and they're Steve. like do you have a bigger size um oh, no sorry that's the largest size I'm like, mm. and it feels so embarrassed in the store because the store is so small, and everyone mm-hmm. here yeah. that you don't have a larger mm-hmm.
2: size. And a lot of the times, they're free size, meaning yeah. <laughs> just one size. So um, really? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I <laughs> free, free size closed. clothing. That's crazy. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I get that because um, I have quite some expect friends in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. They're you know um, they of course having a bigger body frame. They go into a local store asked They they even just step inside of the store, people will say, Sorry we don't have your size. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. They're that's, like, that's, Go away. We don't want to serve you. We uh, can't sell you anything. Uh, you know, am- it amazing. happens uh, all the sales. time. You know, so yeah. Yeah. But um yeah, it's it's a very hard subject to really talk about because I feel like people here or anywhere in the world needs a structure on how to build up the self confidence, learning about what's, you know, just reflection and objective from other people being subjective.
0: Yeah, Yeah, so so on on that topic, just curious, this isn't like that deep of a question, but are there like in the States and I'm sure other places, there's like plus size stores Mm -hmm. specifically. Do those
2: exist here? Uh, There are a couple of brands in Hong Kong. Yeah, but they don't necessarily um, fit everyone as in not the size wise, but the style wise, the aesthetics wise yeah um in i think in the u.s there are many different brands now yeah, yeah. but in Shout hong kong fashion over yeah yeah. The pod. Wow. <laughs> 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 yeah um but i would say also because of the um, the way local people are they're very shy about their body because mm. of all the judgment they've been receiving from their parents and friends yeah yeah so and, and right
1: because usually those are very casual remarks but they don't realize how it hurts somebody yeah that you know might be struggling with how they look mm-hmm. already
2: or maybe they struggling with bo- uh, body dysmorphia yeah. they're struggling with eating yeah. disorders it, it could be so many things but yeah it's, it's still oh if you tell so for example my mom she's still criticizing me for how i look um does and she know your whole life's work is like no based around she doesn't know <laughs> <laughs> she, does she d- not just yeah. she just wouldn't get it she doesn't know what i do actually mm-hmm. yeah Did you should tell
1: her the, she's the inspiration of your whole career <laughs> <laughs> it's like from you mom yeah it, it,
2: i well, don't thanks you know, like, well, <laughs> i really don't want <laughs> to i i actually address a few times in different interviews that my mom put me on diet pills when i was 12.
1: Oh. yeah can i swear this but yeah, holy shit course. that's so bad <laughs> that is yeah. so bad
2: yeah but i think it's very common in in asia yeah and and some people in of course the west as well they just want to really make sure that their daughter could grow up as that role model mm. for um, having a rich husband you know
1: oh my gosh yeah.
2: like the whole point of my mom putting me on diet pill is because she wants to make sure i can marry a rich husband damn that's
0: yeah. crazy wow it was that is that like looking back on it was that kind of like traumatizing
2: oh yeah for sure yeah. It's, it's it's one of the first triggers yeah, it's Diapils one of them. Yeah. For you? Mm-hmm. Well, I I've had eating disorders, so mm-hmm. I I was anorexic when I was twenty one. Mm-hmm. Um, so the diet pill thing was the first wave of of eating disorder, like learning about having bad, really bad eating habits. Mm-hmm. As in, when I was taking diet pills, I was told not to eat. I was just eating replacement meals, and they like powder. that Oh, like
0: like di- like shape like. Shakes
2: that were just like or like yeah, it was a powder that kind and of to make you grow cool. in your stomach. Yeah, it grows up, it grows big in your stomach to yeah. stuff you up so that you don't need to eat. Slim fast. And that is insane. Yeah, like that. That. that is <laughs> yeah. insane. Mm-hmm.
1: I I know parents that would always ask kids to go on like different sports team, try to get them. But I've never heard like that mm. is crazy to imagine. And I bet like the mom probably just have like intention wanting to have a better life but it came yeah. such mm-hmm. a wrong yeah. yeah. It's way. it's
2: really a very underdeveloped topic and it also is, it, it, it really it contributes a lot to my mental health yeah because I believe eating disorder is such a mental issue it's not just about body dysmorphia but mm-hmm. also oh you want to punish yourself or you want to gain control of your own body um, so yeah, I've uh, had multiple different eating disorders in my life. Not, not that I'm promoting it, but the effect goes on and, and you know, affects my whole 20s. As I said, I spent my whole 20s trying to get better at eating
1: yeah and, and it's really ironic because your weights and body type fluctuates a lot as you grow. So mm-hmm. what you probably work for you like few years back, few years later, it'll be, hey, this doesn't work anymore, but you'll feel like, am I doing something wrong? Mm-hmm. Like nobody has enough. I think the whole idea of nutrition, kind of dieting weren't as I guess also social media. There's a lot more like trainers or you know people talking about it, but you still don't have people actually be like hey have you heard about this have you heard about that but everything advertises try this diet pill try to slim fat I don't know body facial or body yeah, treatment that y- you can do
2: exactly you can see that in in hong kong in the mtr where all the advertisements are about body dysmorphia like they they train you to think that you have a problem so that they can sell your products so this is this is also one of the things actually right you're right about talking about at the in the curriculum in school but it's not happening yet even in the u.s it's still just starting yeah so um yeah it sounds very bad and that's why it it needs to be addressed
1: good news is improving guys we're we're talking about it yeah i I, I mean
2: i wish i could talk more about this in cantonese but there's still a lot of terms that don't exist. You know, or or yeah, like even if they exist, is it will be under a social study kind of way. So, mm-hmm. I I feel like Cantonese in in Cantonese when people talk about certain serious topics, they they just shut down because they shut it off because it's too serious for them, right? Do do you agree? I'm not sure if you speak Canton, but um yeah, and so for example, um I feel like when people try to get a message across they always have to localize the language mm-hmm. make it sound kind of vulgar in a way to to make it more sound more interesting for people to want to listen to it and and you know with body positivity it's so hard it, you kind of have to have that again that negative connotation to the language to talk about something so positive it's hard yeah the right. only way is really just to talk about a person's own experience to inspire them yeah yeah
1: and I think it's like y- by culture we're not very confrontational and when you talk about like body image you're directly talking about their person mm-hmm. so it's very hard to be like hey um you know ha- have, ha- how are you doing like you can't be like hey um so you know that's one negative remark be like hey you've Gained weight comes out because no one knows what else to say. It's such a, a habit as well, that, right? Yeah.
2: And when you say, when, when people say, hey, what's up? Right, Dima. <laughs> They're like, mo. <"More." laughs> They're like, no. <laughs> so it's like, what's up? No? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny.
1: Or, or nothing much. And yeah. You have nothing like to follow up anymore. Not much.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like, I actually don't want to talk about it. Yeah, that's how they, they want to say. They just don't want to talk about it. Um, it's it's because we're not encouraged To talk about our feelings in, in our culture as well Like talking about feelings Being vulnerable These are all taboo These are all like Trying to show yeah. weakness And that's a no-no You know yeah. So
0: I totally own I own that Like from a person I mean I'm coming from A different place than both of you But like I I think that Like Setting an example Of just Like Owning your vulnerability And is like such a good way to like go about <laughs> things like yeah i don't know
1: i feel like for guys there's a total different standard of vulnerability
0: yeah i mean yeah i think for, like like i don't know what it's like here really but like that like talking about your feelings and like being vulnerable i think is like it's it's it threatens your masculinity
2: mm-hmm. yeah toxic and masculinity that's why
0: that's why one of the th- when i say i own it i'm just trying to like be like yo like it's okay to mm-hmm. like be
2: of Like actually. I am man like, enough.
0: Yeah, I mean I, I, wouldn't say it like that <laughs> necessarily. <laughs> no. but, but that's that.
2: the stigma behind it because people, men are always being told to be man enough, to yeah. be well, tough, yeah. to be okay with so many things, yeah. I right? I think
1: that's in Asia and in the West. Like mm, it's sure. it's everywhere. Yeah. It's of patriarchy. Of culture, yeah. yeah,
2: so <laughs> it's a global mm-hmm. shared issue.
1: It's a global problem. <laughs> yeah.
2: And and funny enough, even you know when people ask me oh does it have um does it make a difference when i talk about body positivity in in asia or in the west no i would say because i i recently i've been a research study with a group of body positivity advocates in the us and australia basically everywhere in the world and we share the same stories mm. everyone has the same experience no matter where you are no matter how big you are but the the only thing is when I tell people, oh, yeah, I'm plus size, they're like, no, you're not, <laughs> you know, but no, you don't yeah. understand. I am plus size in Asia because I'm a 5XL, you know, <laughs> compared it's, it's to total a total
1: different standard yeah, like yeah, sizing yeah. chart.
2: Mm-hmm, yeah. So maybe that's the only difference is that the, the measurement, the standard, but it also again shows how people are so judgmental about appearances.
0: Yeah, I would say one thing I noticed here from like a guy's perspective is that like the the beauty standards are crazy here. Like <laughs> it's some shit that like and I know this is like body positivity so I shouldn't be hating on like anybody who's like we said like light like fair-skinned and like super skinny but like to me that's not that's not what I'm looking for personally. So it's like it's like weird for me to see that like something that I don't find attractive is like the end all be all of like attractiveness here.
2: Hmm. It it's just there is a very narrow beauty standard in Hong Kong, and sure. and sure. and I think to to embrace the beauty of everyone is the hardest thing because you're so programmed to to learn about certain type of body or yeah. what is good, what is not, and. But I also understand everyone can have their own preferences on what they like. It's just that don't be mean about the things you don't like. Yeah, you know? That's the only difference that we, we want to make here.
1: I think it's also hard in Hong Kong because I think before Sephora came in, you mm. only have a cer- You know how in Asia, cosmetic, cosmetic have a certain range, and it's only for a certain like skin tone. Yeah. So you got if you're a person that really likes to tan. It's really hard to find really good foundation mm-hmm. for your skin because in Asia, it's just not something that popular. Yeah, tell me about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I struggle. <gasps> no, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> your, your natural contour, mm-hmm. which is your beard. Yes. <laughs> no, that's what it, it, that is what it yeah, is. It's though, a natural honestly. contour.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, if you think about it, we are especially in Hong Kong the majority of people are chinese people and it's kind of monoculture right mm-hmm. so whoever that doesn't really fit into asian or that's just what that type of of you know similar to that type it's consider something i don't know undesired and unwanted maybe even so yeah being tan is just something so new as well I say it's not yeah, yeah 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 mm-hmm.
0: But would you say Hong Kong is less monocultural than you know other places in Asia?
2: Um, like no, I wouldn't say that. I, I feel like it really has a lot to do with wealth. Mm. The wealthier the city is, the, the more monoculture they want to be. Mm. Um, but say in Singapore, there are... Um, indians there are a lot of other right like indian malays malay indian malay malay they're a different type ethnicity and they still you know if you watch uh what's that movie called rich Asian, crazy rich asian Asian, it's only the only (laughs) type of asian they want to portray so that's that's just so showing you how it's like you know
1: I think how monoculture it is. We also don't yeah. have enough established minority community yet mm-hmm. compared to Singapore. Where Singapore, like the ratios a yeah. bit different from Hong Kong. So they maybe m- when you a say... B- like bigger population yeah, so as well. So the whole yeah. mono idea is still... We still have... Majority is still really, really big. We probably take up 80, 70 to 80 percent. Probably. Yeah.
2: But for example, I really want to address this is that in in Singapore, in uh, Hong Kong, there are... Um, um, domestic helpers yeah. from other countries, and it's actually considered slavery in the West. Yeah, that's cr- that yeah, you're no, paying that so little money for somebody to work for you forever.
0: That that is right? a very strange concept. When I first got here, I was uh, I, that 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 was one of the things that kind of took me aback for sure.
2: Yeah. Um, so you can see because of all these most of the domestic helpers they're from indonesia from philippines from somewhere where dark skin is more common it further perpetuates this whole concept and stigmatize everything yeah
1: it's a whole social status associated mm-hmm.
2: yeah so i would say wealth has a lot to play in in this system and is, you know until the the m- the moment when people realize wealth is not the only thing, right? Right now, c- when it's COVID time, you can see everyone struggling, and some when they're wealthy, they're like, "Oh yeah, staying at home is so tough," you know? Oh yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> it's all a thing about the the celebrities. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, yeah. yeah. So th- wh- What was this song? What was the song they sang? Uh, <laughs> imagine. Imagine. Yeah. The I don't one know.
1: That by Gal Gadot? Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. Um, there was one of my favorite comedians, Zach Fox did like a a remake of that and it was slob (laughs) on my knob and he had a bunch of (laughs) it is so funny actually if if you listen to this at home you should go check out zach fox's instagram because it's hilarious um but yeah so um you were saying before you kind of got stuck in hong kong which everything's everything happens for a reason i I Mm -hmm. believe you're you're here for a purpose right now i hope so yeah um but you from what i understand you had like a a kind of year-long like sabbatical yeah. sort of like
3: mm-hmm.
0: um finding yourself moment um what what was that what, what did that all entail how did that come about things like that
2: um yeah this is something I find very important to talk about which I haven't really um Let's hear it. yeah so I've been working since i dropped out of high school which was when I was 16 and I've been working for 20 years non-stop Wow. Yeah, I have been working for 20 years non-stop because I have to provide for my family and also take care of myself. And um, I just, you know, in the beginning, I was working in the hair salon. I was a junior washing hair, dyeing hair and all that for a few years. And then uh, one of my clients introduced me into an office environment. Mm-hmm. So I started working in trading companies, doing oh, wow. like different commodities. It could be yeah it could be anything and um so for years i've been working in a corporate environment talking to business con- conglomerates and, and all that and so i have Did a very have different oh uh, yeah a lot of oh. times i have to wear <laughs> heels i have to wear wow. like the most proper thing i i only dye my hair last december like wanting to have red hair forever but never could because of moment. my work environment yeah, yeah. yeah and, and i'm like fuck this i'm gonna do whatever i want right (laughs) um yeah so last year in april i i had a very tough year last year because of my mental health Mm -hmm. i had a panic attack anxiety issues Uh, i had a long time dealing with depression for like five six years so i bottled up all my you know all my problems thinking i can do this i can just make money and make sure my life is good make sure that I have enough money to travel and I'll be all good you know so to a point where I started waking up every night after I fell asleep and so that's you're when like sleeping,
0: sleeping problems yeah I have panic attack Nita.
2: every every night basically like once I'm not sure if you can imagine it but say you are so tired you fall asleep and once your body relax you jump up and think you're gonna die
0: Yo, that's yeah. crazy. Because so that happened to me uh, right after I got out of jail. Actually, I was having that, that was yeah that was how, very how very long? similar like sleeping experience. Right.
2: So you had panic attack. Is that what that was? Yes. Damn, yeah. Was crazy. So yeah, that that <laughs> kind of thing happened. Also
1: both like huge red flags. Yeah. Your yeah that was to, like, yeah. Get a checkup.
2: Yeah. Because actually, a doctor already pointed it out a few years ago before I get help, but um, I refuse help. I think like that's a very big problem is that um, if you grow up from the from a very harsh environment you think to yourself I'm okay I can do this oh yeah, right it. I don't need any help but then it gets worse and worse so to the point where I stop ha- functioning right and then I'm like shit I really need help that's when I go into therapy I, I went to look for a therapies a therapist um, it's luckily there are some help in Hong Kong where they provide a sliding scale so if oh, you if don't like have money on your income? yeah yeah okay, yeah cool. if, if your income is not that much then they offer a cheaper price so I, I went into that and I got I I've done five section and then I realized I actually have a lot of problems and Lots to unpack. yeah a lot to unpack <laughs> yeah. and and that's when I quit my job because I just couldn't handle my job anymore.
1: Mm. Yeah. Would you say the Hong Kong medic system is supportive or you know, have enough resources to help someone battling you know, through these different mental issues?
2: Um, the resource is there, but you need to know how to use it. You need to learn how to use the system as well. So that's not something someone underprivileged can do. Mm-hmm. yeah you really need a lot of knowledge or Guidance. like right like you or you like me I luckily I guess I'm a very curious person so even though I drop out of high school I have the curiosity to learn to mm-hmm. to read and you know to just improve my life so mm-hmm. I know how to get help I know how to ask you know the hospital to get me somewhere and they also pointed out, oh, you look like you seem like you have anxiety issue. I'm gonna write your letter. But but then I still said no because I thought I'm okay. Yeah. But right? Like if you know how to get help and you're you that's what I'm saying. If you're underprivileged sometimes you don't accept these things. So do that's you, the problem. Do you as think well. there's
0: kind of like um a negative connotation to like seeing a therapist. Oh in yeah, Hong for Kong, sure. It's like I'm not crazy. Yeah, cuz It's like no, you're not, but mm-hmm. like it's okay to like get some help sometimes. Yeah. I it
1: think the idea of therapy is, is very like shameful mm-hmm. in like maybe I don't know about all of Asia but in Hong Kong context seeing a therapy means you have to acknowledge and admit that you need help, that you yeah. have a problem. And I mm-hmm. think it's not therapy itself is negative connotated, but the idea that I have a problem and I need help is something that has so much courage yeah. because your family would talk about it. Your family has to say that to their relatives. It's like a whole butterfly effect that yeah. somehow it's just supposed mm-hmm. to be about you but your family would say, mm-hmm. oh, you know, it's shameful for us. Is It's just a lot of things that, you know, shouldn't be as important as, you know, making sure someone's mental health is in check. Yeah.
0: Yeah, when I mean, people don't actually have to talk about it. Mm-hmm. it, Just that could be your, like, you could see a therapist, you don't have to tell anybody you see a therapist. Um, but, um, yeah,
2: but the stigmatizing of, yeah. of mental health issues is, is really the biggest problem, because if your society tells you, you, sh- you cannot be crazy, you're crazy, then it then means you're, you're yeah, <laughs> you're, if you're crazy, or if you have symptoms or signs that you're going to go crazy, it means you're disabled. It means you have problems and disabled. That also stems from stigmatization of disability. This is one of the things that I talk about with body positivity. Body positivity doesn't just talk about um, body size, but also disabilities because of all these, right? Like We also Mm -hmm. have to destigmatize everything that goes around our body and our abilities. Yeah.
0: Luckily, I think we're kind of... As as a as a society in general, I think we're kind of on a on the right path. I mean, I know in the states there's been in the in like the the past few years has been a huge push to kind of like normalize mm-hmm. just acknowledging a lot of people are depressed, a lot of people experience anxiety and and stuff like that, and maybe that's gonna like filter to other like maybe that'll seep its way into other cultures as well. Um, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Mental
1: support and insurance now, right? Mm. In the states, I don't know about Hong Kong, but I've heard people talk about you know companies offering like medical checkup for like you know mental health, making sure people are doing okay.
0: Yeah, well, I mean that's just part of like your um, your like health insurance is that's, that's covered.
2: Um, I'm not sure health if health insurance it is
0: fucking terrible in the states. Yeah, so like, don't don't <laughs> I mean, talk about health insurance. So if you, if, you, insurance. if you went to go see a therapist <laughs> without that health insurance, it would they would charge you like out the ass. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, so going back to the sabbatical years, um, because I noticed my problem with my mental health, and so I quit my job. And um, luckily at the, that time, because I've been working in the previous company for a long time, I got a long service payment from, mm. from the system. And so it's actually my own money, by the way. It's my own MPF, Whoa. but I took, <laughs> so they let me, they give me a part of it. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna go out and play. I'm gonna go travel nonstop and just wow. do whatever the fuck I want for <laughs> yeah. the first time, you know.
1: Yep. That must be so satisfying. It's
2: very satisfying, but if I knew about COVID, I probably wouldn't have done it. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I at least food. you got that out before. It yeah, happened yeah. It's room. true, though. It's true. It's true. Like, there's always silver lining. And um, yeah. but yeah, like learning about myself happened throughout this year because I have a lot of time dealing with myself reflecting and thinking what's bothering me as a person so I have to like slowly tackle all the problems or at least acknowledge that they're there yeah so I really recommend whoever has a chance to get out of you know your work environment or your family that everyday everyday rise
0: and grind mentality Mm -hmm. just leave it behind for just a little bit Mm yeah
2: Um, one thing is that um productivity it's a cult, so oh my God,
0: yeah, I talk about this all the time mm-hmm.
2: yeah, we don't have to always be very productive because it really just affect our mental health um and neglected what we need as a person, so yeah, yeah.
1: they always bring us up during the COVID period, right, where,
0: because yeah, i I was fuck I was struggling with that personally because I was like. Oh, I totally just interrupted you. <laughs> no, no, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I mean, like, because all these people are like, oh, you have the free time, do it, like, learn a new skill, start your fucking side hustle, whatever it is, and da-da-da. And, like, I was still working full-time. I was still, like, um, just, like, I was busy as fuck, like, with, with... Dumb life shit Like mm-hmm. I, it was, I, And like I felt like I, I started I took on I signed up for an online course and I was doing some other Stuff mm-hmm. and I was trying my best I was like Stressed the fuck out and I'm like a social Human and like I I Also had to have this like reckoning Where it's like and I don't say this to like Sound like I'm I don't, not Looking for anybody's pity or anything like but I don't have that many friends here I know mad People I know a lot of people Here But I'm not, not like, friend-friends with them. Mm. So when that four-person rule came about and, like, the bars closed and stuff, it's, like, I usually go out by myself and and make my own fun. But it's, like, I saw mad people still hanging out because Hong Kong wasn't on, like, a full-time lockdown. You know, people were still doing stuff, but it was only, like, with four people. And it was, like, you know, they were going to dinner, they were doing (laughs) things with, like, a group of four. And I, like, didn't have a close group of four and I was just kind of sad and lonely and shit. And... I also felt super busy and I couldn't really just and like because I was still yeah I don't know I was I was going through it for a few
2: weeks.
1: I think for some reason COVID is so advertised on social media to be like this is a chance to get your shit together you know dreams you haven't thought of achieving you can achieve it now you have all the time in the world and I saw this meme or this news going around that Albert Einstein could complete this oh my god scientific formula during this time there's another lockdown during whatever flu okay i'm so oh, sorry the spanish flu yes right mm. <laughs> and i'm just like so i i know they're trying to sound encouraging probably i haven't f- fact checked that <laughs> i don't know but i hated that thing yeah. spreading around because it's there's so much mental pressure of covet brings so much uncertainty to people's lives that you know productivity isn't like shouldn't be the only thing you're being advertised it should be hey you know maybe you can develop you know having more healthy lifestyle getting yourself in check maybe just not during covid but you know starting a new habit that would benefit you yeah. after covid mm. as well but
2: or you can just do nothing and nothing yeah. at all just yeah. <laughs> because you need some rest and you need yeah. to love yourself you know
0: there were there were there there were follow-ups to like this mentality saying the opposite saying what we're saying right now that it's totally okay to not do that mm-hmm. yeah and like that was good and like talking about like making yourself vulnerable on social media and stuff I like posted an Instagram story and I was like re- like yeah it's like I'm struggling and like a bunch of people actually were like yeah it's cool man don't worry about it like you don't have to you don't have to like do all that
2: yeah that's why I do believe that our this generation is getting to the better direction and it will not be how our parents were like yeah if no. we just keep talking about it so like today with okay. what we're talking about it is like thank you for inviting me to talk <laughs> about sure, this so we can sure. reach out to yeah. people who don't usually listen to what i say because they think maybe body positivity is something that only caters to women or caters to a certain group of people yeah
0: oh, i think it could, it could apply to everybody um, but we do have to wrap this up eventually. Um, I did want to, so you kind of covered it earlier, but you have a few things. You have curvation, mm-hmm. um, and you kind of discussed that a little bit. And then you have a, a so you're doing something with Min, the, yeah. cl- the club here called Per, mm-hmm. and that is?
2: So um, Min Club, um, Laura at Min Club and I, we got together after I came back to Hong Kong <laughs> um, during Chinese New Year. And um, she told me she's thinking of doing something for the women's um, and um, yeah the the community where we can uplift women and you know just to give a platform for them to to, to do more f- feminine feminine things. Mm. Um, so yeah, so um, I've always wanted to um, launch drastic social. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, it's the best time for me to do it because. I want to cover more than just body positivity. So yeah, when Laura asked me, oh, do you want to do something together? That's when I started working with her on PER. PER is an initiative um, for Mean Club and by Mean Club. Mm -hmm. And so Drastic Social is just, it's more like a directory of of all the creative things going on. So I thought, okay, I'm just going to put them together and do a crossover and i will do um six events in hong kong at ming club with her with per and then we will see how it goes is yeah, there like
1: a date to when the first event is happening
2: so it was supposed to be on the first of april but covid happened Ooh, april fools yeah <laughs> Sorry. exactly and then we also we, we were going to do one on april uh, may the first as well and mm. You know, if yeah, it's, made, made yeah, it's such a stem. shame because gotcha. <laughs> because such marketing if, skills. <laughs> yeah, if there were no COVID, there would be a Berlin DJ coming in to Damn. to to do that night loss for us. <laughs> so yeah, people. I was oh, so sorry. excited, but then yeah, now I'm just waiting for them for the government to say, oh yeah, clubs are allowed to operate, and yeah, then yeah, we'll so start that. doing something. I think it should
1: be shit soon. Be Should soon. be soon. Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe
0: push it to June first since we Yeah, the probably theme. it will be June. Yeah. <laughs> the of the
1: month. Yeah. Let's Wait not a, jinx like that, Josh. It's like a full, <laughs> full moon period, and that's when all the women come out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: But yeah, it's um. I, I also want to emphasize that it's not just for women, but intersectional. It's an intersectional tra- um fem space for anyone who who everyone's welcome, mm. um. But it will be more focused on very feminine subject kind of like, yeah I come? yeah of course okay. if you want to learn about femininity if you want to learn about all the struggles that we have or you know not just us but everyone including I- it's inclusive so we talk about transgender issues we, we talk about lgbt uh, community we also talk a little bit about Oh, that's my idea to talk more about the underground things that we don't usually talk about which is um, the BDSM and king community. Mm. Oh yeah, for sure. So I mean, that's
0: part of. That's like part of. Yeah, the they're all world. the
2: the marginalized groups that are around that don't have a place to to you Absolutely. know do their there thing used so. to
1: be. I used to be really into um, this Japanese rope tying, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think two years ago, in the club XXX, they used mm-hmm. to have a shibari kind of like performance. Yeah. But I think. There's a lot of different, so I end up knowing a girl who does Shabari and I think in Hong Kong, the community within those is also really hard to get around because I think many sex topics, people mm-hmm. have so many different opinions.
2: Yeah, and they also stigmatize sex as yeah, well. They, yeah. they make it m- just about sex, and, and it's not about education. Yeah. So that's the difference between... The um, entertainment and also and the the events that we do because we want to delve into the educational side and yeah. the information people can learn from it to destigmatize again. Yet yeah. you know all these exciting. topics. So yeah, mm-hmm. me well, too. We'll keep a
0: lookout. Drastic, social, and pur. Yeah, sounds ah. amazing. And curvAsian. Um, I usually do something called constructive criticism, where I like make some dumbass remark about <laughs> how like <laughs> like oh. You should do this. But here, I'm going to flip the script a little bit and ask you, um, what is something straight white men like myself can do (laughs) to be an ally?
2: Um, So you can learn about all the topics that we're going to talk about. So please come to our events. Um, yeah, I'm not trying to guess promote, but one. yeah, <laughs> I'll put Josh on the guest list for sure. <laughs> but yeah, so like even just today, right? Like you invite me up here to talk about body positivity. me, of course. Yeah, and and thank And like you. I fuck with what you're you doing. Know? Like, yeah, so, honestly, so this is already what you can do as an ally because, so it's the hot topic that we're going to talk about now is that um, Wikes is gender male they do have a lot more privilege than, say, somebody who is a people of color, mm, you know. Absolutely. They have a lot more opportunities out there because it's just programmed to give them more. So, systematically right? an,
0: an advantage. Yeah, yeah so if you understand too. that, right, yeah,
2: It's uh, oh, it, in Hong Kong, yes. To a certain extent, yes, yeah. as well. Um, so, yeah, if you an ally, you want to learn, you want to help, you have to first acknowledge that this is a real thing yeah you know that's to have something privilege th- and white privilege is a real thing so
0: yeah i feel like some people get weirdly defensive about that mm-hmm. like my life wasn't easy and it's like well, no one's saying your life is easy necessarily but yeah i think that's some that's like one of the first things people need to mm-hmm. acknowledge
2: mm-hmm. yeah um,
0: and like that's that was that was i mean like i did a lot of learning when i was living in chicago and i feel like that's kind of like prepped me to like be mm-hmm. in this position, but yeah, I mean, there, I think a lot of people have to acknowledge certain things.
2: Yeah, it's, it's a hard and topic. Re- relearn. and relearn. Yeah, it's totally have to unlearn and learn again, so. <clears throat>
1: how about as another woman, how would you want other women to support you?
2: So, I do want to talk about something, um, when now we address a certain issue called toxic masculinity, um, is that, you know, like, oh, when they tell you to man up, then you you know, automatically think whatever that is not masculine enough is bad, right? It's the same with women. There's toxic femininity as well. You know, when, when we just stereotype people and, like, talk shit about other people, the the first thing first is to stop gossiping, okay? Like, stop gossiping is the most important thing to do, no matter who yeah. you are. As a woman, Sorry, as a man, please stop talking about... <laughs> you know things that you don't know about somebody you yeah. don't understand right yeah so. it's
0: it's crazy because if i'm like on like a date or like talking to another woman um and she starts like doing some like weird like slut shaming type yeah. behavior and i'm i'm always like why what's the problem mm-hmm. like I, i'll i will i will call that out even it might not be my place to necessarily call it out mm-hmm. but I, I i don't like the kind of that sort of what what did you call it like it's not toxic masculinity, toxic femininity, toxic femininity, yeah.
2: yeah, we we learn these from the culture that we're in, the tabloids magazine that mm. people read, right? Like when I was growing up, I I'm not a saint. I did all those things too, you know. So it's because oh, yeah, of was, our I culture. I learned I learn about that from my mom, from my sister, from everyone that talks shit around me. Somehow we think that is a way to bond so Mm, like just addressing that gossiping is bad for you and your friends and just talk about something that is more productive (laughs) as in like positive for your mind something you can do to help each other out and love uplift each other absolutely that's something we can do
0: we're trying to you know unicorns and rainbows
2: (laughs) or you know just to talk about sad (laughs) things in a more positive way by sharing and you know providing you know things that we a golden we can, rule that yeah. you
1: can think of is should these things be coming out of your mouth and if you think it shouldn't mm-hmm. it's not your place to say it then you know maybe just sip it and if the person want to say it they mm. will say it yeah
0: yeah uh, my personal thing is like what i feel com- if i'm talking about somebody else when i feel comfortable telling them that and like, and but like you said like the age, like people here are less confrontational and i can be so it's like sometimes <laughs> I would say some bullshit and yeah. it's like would I say that to their face yeah, probably <laughs> so that's like something I need to figure out personally. how many people
1: skate away away from you
0: oh <laughs> like, bro he, he better he, 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 he made the right decision skating away from me no I'm just kidding <laughs> I was just kind of like uh, well, I knew I, I knew it was he didn't recognize me because of my beard I don't think I had gained that much weight at the time hmm. because this was before the gyms had closed <laughs> 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 no um, but yeah Uh yeah. Okay. Um, is there any anything else that you want to address? Where, um, where can we find you? Like, what, where can we find Jurassic <laughs> Social? How can we support you?
2: Um, if you want to find all the things I do, uh, please come to my Instagram, BerthaChan.com.
0: All, all spelled out. D o t c o m. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Dot com. Yeah. Bertha B e r t h a C h a n d o t c o m. Follow. <laughs> <laughs> Just text me and DM me if you have any problems, anything you want to talk about, you don't agree with me. I'm happy to have a conversation with you.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. She's cool. super friendly, guys. <laughs> <laughs> super, super friendly. All right. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for coming through. Thank, Thank you. Guys. you. Mm-hmm.
3: She don't sound like all the niggas in my cues